Before before we get started, I just wanted to check real quick to see if we're at, at war with Iran. Are I we think- at war with Iran.com? Okay, good. We're not. Not yet. Yep. 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 Okay, good. So the sign on your end. feed even. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can get up-to-date notices. Yeah. Whether we're at war with Iran, because apparently we, we need that. Yeah, I mean, it's a day-by-day thing at this point. Um, yeah, it's uh, kind of weird that Trump is like the only sensible person in the in the administration about this it's, it's well so here's the thing he he's he says he called the they say he called the airstrike and then he un he uncalled the airstrike right you control z he was like he was like ah no 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 undo 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 right but do we think that's what really do you think he really was the one who said go for it or do you think no, I'm pretty sure bluff. that what happened is that John Bolton strode in there with like some p- sheets of paper and a battle plan already drawn up and was like, uh, you know, here, sign this. I need your autograph. Yeah, I need your autograph for my niece. And Trump looked up from the, you know, uh, TV playing Fox News that he was watching and signed it real quick. He was just yes. like, yes, yes. Yeah. And then and then later he was, you know, someone else was like. Sir, did you sign an authorization for such and so thing? And he was like, "What? <laughs> Who in the what now? What?" Yeah. And he was like, "Exnay on the." No, I'm, on I'm sure the that John Bolton is absolutely furious because he yeah. just got cucked by Trump. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that's that's beautiful to me. Yeah, that, that makes me feel happy. Although There's I a, wonder if this is almost as. This seems like this could also just be some kind of edging for John Bolton, too. You know, it's hard oh, to tell. Get right up to it. Yep. Almost, yep. almost bombed Iran. Right. We the planes were in the air. He's all. Don't <laughs> stop me from bombing Iran. Whatever you do. Okay, I'm getting nope. Getting grossed out. Next. Thank you. I, yes. <laughs> let's talk about something else. Ah, oh, Va- uh, Vader mask. I got. Oh. Well, preliminarily. Um, Go ahead, sir. You had a question. Yes. uh, I've been approved for the Vader mask. Now. Oh, my goodness. um, I took I took this. Hashtag they gave him the Vader mask. (laughs) I I took this. Well, uh, hold your horses because. Oh, I I took (laughs) took the sleep test. They gave me Uh the doohickey to to strap onto my finger and my wrist and my chest. Uh, And I was wearing wires last night. Mm. Um, it was oh, wearing and, a and wire? you know the machine are you reporting the machine was <laughs> <laughs> well they didn't tell me but this thing was monitoring I didn't know I knew it was going to monitor like my heart rate and my right. blood oxygen and all that I didn't know it was going to monitor my snoring oh lovely so, like the doctor throws it she's like wow you really snored and pulls up this huge wave form from like my whole <laughs> night sleeping of all cool and you were just like <laughs> i came here to have a really good time and i'm feeling kind of pretty attacked right now it's like wow. really really attacked me so <laughs> what they don't tell you that uh i i am i am what they call a severe case oh basically i am i'm i'm like uh going into deep hibernation like i'm 
I'm what, basically... I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that you are prepared. You are preparing. You're you're training your body to go for long periods of time without oxygen. Yeah, I I just basically I think... can go into a stasis mode. Like I become right. some sort of chrysalis. So I'm thinking space travel. We could we could send you on a space journey. I think you um, could. Or just preparing for the post-apocalyptic wasteland that we'll soon be faced with. She was just showing me. She's like, yeah, here's like a good solid um like you know hour that you were like your blood oxygen level was like uh plummeting like just at like 40 percent of what it should be yeah <laughs> like so i'm a severe case of sleep apnea and they're gonna prescribe so what they do is they give you the apnea machine and you take it home and for like a week you use it and it like records how it's going and then it comes so back is, and they write you this, a prescription this evening is going to be the first night with yeah. it now and and they didn't give me the mask they gave me what's called a nasal pillow uh, um so it's like it's like <laughs> it's like a mask for your nose basically it just goes around the bottom part of your nose and it's got like two little oh, i think i've seen that it, like it doesn't cover your mouth it just covers your nose yeah, and it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. really like suctioned onto your nose. It's like these mm. two nipples. Oh, <laughs> nipples of air that blow into your nostrils. Okay, yeah. So hmm. it's hmm. It, uh, it's supposed to be a little bit more comfortable, but some yeah. people don't like them. We'll see. So hmm. it's not really a Vader mask. That's why. And the good news is well, that my insurance that I have been paying into for uh, 11 years and hardly ever used right um which costs like a fair amount of money mm -hmm. which is like a one of the selling points of why you know i work at my job um doesn't cover the the um cpap machine oh uh so that's I, it, so i have to buy my i have to roll my own cpap that doesn't i don't understand that it's literally a life-saving medical device. <laughs> I literally stopped breathing, but yeah, that's not. I don't. Can you write a le I don't. Can you write a letter? I well, I'm thinking about just making a really big speech. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of speeches, hmm. Speak uh, did you know uh, that Chernobyl is the fault of socialism? Well, I mean, not the TV series, obviously, but the. The oh, event. because I was going to say socialist Hollywood liberals. Mm, yeah, I mean, clearly, the, but the, no, the, the actual left. event, the, the event of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster um, was, in fact, caused by socialism. It was a failure of socialism. Um, because is, the people owned the means of production? Uh, <laughs> the government controls it, I guess. Unlike no, all the was, other nuclear uh, power stations throughout the world. Right. Well, so um, then, what about the ones that that exploded here? What about oh, those? Uh, those were socialism. Were those capitalism um, then? Hmm. Those are the fault of too much regulation. Oh, of which course. is a kind of socialism. Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. So this is so Stephen King was was tweeting. I guess a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and he was like, Oh, it's impossible. He said, it's impossible to watch HBO's Chernobyl without thinking of Donald Trump. Like those in charge of the doomed Russian reactor. He's a man of mediocre intelligence in charge of great power that he does not understand, which is, 
I think, a very apt description of it. But it um, sounds about right. Checks out. The, the teacots, uh, the necktie, conservative necktie Twitter was not having this at all. Um, and this one guy, Dan Bongino, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly and I don't care. Bongino. Um, he said, why do Hollywood elitists continue to publicly humiliate themselves on Twitter? In reply to Stephen King, who I should note is not, does not live in Hollywood, like at all. Pretty sure he lives in Maine or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he lives not. in like a a, a moss covered cabin. Yeah. Like anyway, so he's like Chernobyl was a failure of socialism, and then this kicked off um, a whole slew of articles from the conservative media, which we aren't going to link, but I've copied the headlines. Sometimes uh, I like to dive into the conservative media just to like see what what are they talking yeah, about? What, what's just, going on over there? And, and, right. and I just like go to all the different websites, and I, I have a Twitter list. And I just go and, in there. Uh, I'm like, oh, they're like, in a, they're having like, they're living in a different reality than me. Like they're not. Yeah. They're talking about decided, like other stuff. Right. And they've decided that Chernobyl, uh, you know, depicts the horror of socialism. Basically, yes. Chernobyl is a, is a story about socialism. So we have yes. Stephen King likens Chernobyl to Trump, comma, ignore socialism. HBO's Chernobyl indicts Soviet socialism, reviews downplay it. HBO's Chernobyl give voice to ordinary Soviets horror of socialism. Uh, and then the last one, conservatives love HBO's Chernobyl, but socialists don't want to talk about it. So this was an we article where they asked a bunch of socialists for and like socialist organizations for comment about it. And naturally, all of the organizations and they were like, why are you talking to me? So yeah, they were like, uh, what? Go away. And so then then the rest of the article was like, why don't they want to talk about how Chernobyl was caused by socialism? <laughs> And it's That's basically so a non-article. Like they don't have anything to talk about, but but they talked about it anyway. So yeah, that's just I think that's you know another strike against socialism. Um and you know, yeah. you hate to see it. We got them. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, there's this there's this phenomenon that that you know is like the boy who cried socialism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because the more that the right talks about socialism and calls everything socialism, especially like if you, if you just compiled a database of like, like you pulled every American and said like, what are like the top 10 things you really like or want mm -hmm. that would like, and then cross reference it with the list of everything that, that the right has called the right socialism. has called socialism. They would yeah. like completely align. Like right. <laughs> everything well, socialism that's cool is or that people the... want is socialism. Yeah. Okay. The, the thing is, conservatives have they think that they've figured out a cheat code, which <laughs> is that if they call something socialism, then people will be like, <gasps> and turn oh, away yeah. from it. Um, which might have been true in like the 1960s and 50s or whatever, but that's not. Or for people who are living Generally, in the 1950s still. In well, yeah, but that's increasingly less true. And the more that they portray pretty routine things like single payer health care or, you know, like certain forms of welfare as socialism, I think people are going to be like, I, I don't know. They're, it's interesting that they are they're kind of saturating it and I, it's going to backfire on them i think because they're going to desensitize <laughs> everyone to it i really like nobody like, well, so what nobody takes it seriously it's all it's all like uptight marco rubio types that still 
You know what I mean? Like, right. Take yeah, that. Because the rest of us, I mean, we're all just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This world is a like hellscape of fire and pain. But you're telling me that like I can't go to the doctor because socialism. I think cool. the end game here is eventually when they aim for like entitlement reforms, by which is the euphemism for cutting social security, that they say that actually social security was socialist. Um, and so therefore it's bad. It. But then all of their base will be like, what? Wait, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. uh, there's this, the, the, um, I just included a link in here to like a post. <laughs> that, yeah, that there was this, uh, uh, yeah, he was on Fox News and um, this made me sad because we should grant statehood to D.C. and Puerto Rico. We just should. They should have representation. Um, they don't want to do that because they well, the interesting thing is they they McConnell in this was like it give them four more Democratic senators. And it's like, well. I mean, if you contested elections with policies that people actually wanted to vote for, that might not be the case. Well, but they've also, fully written off D.C. and Puerto Rico for... Also, they've written them off, let's be honest, they didn't. They haven't written them off simply because of the politics of those places. They've written them off because they just assume, oh, those that those places are full of black and brown people. We can't Yeah, they're not, they don't, they're not white, they're like, not white, white people. Areas. We don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a So really they've written is. them off. And so because they've written them off, they don't want them to be states because then they'd be you know democratic strongholds or whatever uh but then he specifically called granting statehood to dc and puerto rico full bore socialism so admitting more admitting states of the union is now socialist evidently what so. does the term full bore even mean now that's something i've I never to, asked I got to do with guns i'm full sure full bore euphemism oh you know what it's got to do with engines the maximum effort of speed runners sprinting. Wait, what? Full bore, small bore. There's right. a whole article about this. You have different bores in an engine with your cylinder. So, uh, oh, just like see? the size of the cylinder. I'm glad I have like car friends uh-huh. and like engineer friends. Rather well, than the no more that I think about friends. that, the more that it doesn't make sense to use that term. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know. The full mm. board people can pull them up by themselves up by their bootstraps. Yep. Um, this is kind of a sidetrack, but there is an important life hack Uh-oh. that I wanted to share with you. Um, I've just been thinking a lot about noodles lately. Life hack. Yes. Uh, reporting live. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I I've realized go now to Aaron in the field that there's something amazing you can do to make a delicious meal. Cause like in the summer, I don't want hot food really that much. Mm. It's really hot here. I live in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the desert's clean, but it's hot <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like you, you come home from work at the end of the day, you're sweating profusely just simply because you got out of your car and because you exist like, in a particular place at a particular time it, it's it's so the thing about it is like your my commute to and from work is just long enough to suck yeah but it's too short for the ac to fully aaron have you considered really moving to a state that is less uh coastally elite uh, well, I mean, the coast would be great, actually, because, you know, this is the reason that we keep losing elections, apparently, is because we don't go to places like Kansas. 
Oh, so you're saying I should go to Kansas? Right. Well, see, all the millennials are abandoning, you know, their hometowns to live um, in. Cities. I feel like I'm getting we're getting sidetracked from anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking about Tornado Alley, and I don't want to. I'd rather be hot. You know, it's hot there too. That's the thing. It At is. least here, the sky isn't sucking me up into it. So there's yeah. that. So you're hot in summer. You come up from long day of work. You just want like a salad or something. You don't, you don't, you're not even that hungry at the end of the day. Cause you're just so hot. Um, mm-hmm. do you like, if I could just exist off popsicles in the summer, I would, <laughs> <laughs> I just have an all uh, otter pop diet. Yeah. But the, the life hack I figured out is cause I went and got Thai food and they have something that was like a glass noodle salad. Have you ever had that? No. So it's a salad, like a traditional, you know, greens and tomatoes and onions and whatever and dressing and things. But then they put like some seafood and a delicious like spicy lime uh, vinaigrette and a big old pile of clear glass noodles, which are like they're almost like rice noodles, like the same kind of consistency, but they're Mm -hmm. clear. Mm. They're made from like mung beans, I guess. Hmm. They don't hmm. taste they they don't really taste of anything other than what you have them in. So they like pick up the dressing. Very neutral. Yeah, but they're like I guess in Thailand they call them diet noodles because they like <laughs> they're so <laughs> low in calories cuz they're just essentially mung bean starch. Mm-hmm. But they like they fill up your stomach cuz they're they exist in the in space. <laughs> right. So like um they just put that in the salad and it's delicious. It like bulks up the salad. So you like after you eat, you feel like you're satiated. But like, right, it's cold. And so I was like, oh, I don't have any mung bean noodles hanging around my house, but I do have soba noodles. You ever had soba noodles? It's like a I have, yeah. Japanese buckwheat noodle. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, let me try that. And so I basically did the same thing at home. I made some I had some some steak like a skirt steak that I cooked and then I chopped it up and I put it in the fridge so I can just grab some pieces of it. I made a salad with cold soba noodles and everything. It was so good. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm just here to tell everybody cold noodles in your salad, like put noodles in your salad, put noodles in your salad. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like the opposite end of it's the, the yin to the croutons yang. And speaking of noodles, too, I wanted to bring up something that I I realized after our tahin talk that we that I just and the Lucas talk that I didn't bring up. But this is something mm-hmm. called um, Pelon Pelo Rico. <laughs> Pelon Pelo Rico is I, I'm just going to let you Google it. Oh, all right. what that well. is, what that is, is it's it's. It's a tamarind candy from oh, Jalisco. Oh, and I feel like I've seen a vine with this or something. Oh, really? Because you push, you like push it through, and it comes out kind of like a play-doh thing, right? But it's like you know the pelon. It's like pelo rico. It's hair, right? Right. It's like sweet hair. Is <laughs> literally what that means. I've never had tamarind, so oh well. Huh. It's very tart. Mm. So it's uh, it's definitely a flavor that divides people. 
Like, especially, especially uh, yeah. people if, uh, you know, I don't I know what to say. I have a theory as to why it might be tart. Uh-huh. And it says it's been implicated in the ongoing controversy surrounding unhealthy levels of lead in imported candies. What? No! Why does everything I love have lead in it? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Everything is trying to poison me. Yeah. yeah. This is so... No. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) The lead gives it that extra zing. This is why I'm so broken. This is why I live at the doctor and my body's falling apart and I can't sleep because I'm just basically everything I consumed as a child was made out of lead. <laughs> well, speaking of children. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Um, influencers. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with influencers? Bruh. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> As an influencer myself. So uh, this week, the influencers have been added again in a big way. Oh, Um, they're added again. Yeah. Uh, There's... Okay, so the first one was um, there is this influencer um, who has been going on some sort of engagement adventure. um, And it turns out... Yeah, so, so basically, like... Her boyfriend is going to propose to her, but there's like a scavenger hunt kind of thing going on. And it's all been carefully orchestrated and has brand partnerships. And uh, we know this because the pitch deck that they made was leaked. And, second, uh, second, second picture in this pitch deck. Uh-huh. It's got some blue ass water. It really does. <laughs> so good. It really does. But this is, yeah, no, it's, um, I'm going to read one of the slides, which is this summer, Marissa of fashion ambitionist will be pulled into a surprise adventure created by the center of her life. Gabriel, he will remotely ask her to take an unexpected and sentimental journey to him, a journey that will encompass many familiar stops along the way that offer their own unique gifts. Originating in Manhattan, she will travel to the Hamptons and link up with friends in Miami before crossing the Atlantic to Paris and awaiting Gabe. Throughout this journey, we'll capture heartwarming moments of surprise and delight uh, for the bride at every twist, turn, and flight. We're pleased to offer your brand the opportunity to align with this momentous occasion and the beautiful city she will be visiting along the way. So this is like peak peak influencers basically going, hey, uh, we're going to propose what, you know, would you like to advertise as a part of that? So they've been getting um, their commodities, their proposal. Right. Yeah. It's it's a branded proposal now. Basically, they've been getting sponsorships for like the places that they've been staying and eating at and like jewelry and all kinds of things like that. <laughs> this proposal is brought to you by Squarespace. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's very over the top and just it's the worst of this kind of influencer culture, I guess. And Gosh. this is a thing in the past. There's an article from a year ago that was how um, influencers were driving luxury ho- hotels crazy because basically they would contact hotels in fancy places like Bali or whatever and be like, hey, can I get a free stay if I like post about you on my on the gram? <laughs> and some hotels have just been absolutely swamped with this kinds these kinds of requests from people who 
think that they're special, I guess, because they have a like a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Bruh. Like, hey, can I get a free state your five star hotel? Do is uh, it what? But then that's not the only thing. Okay, there, but, what, but wait, there's thing, more. <laughs> do people follow? This is the thing I'm wondering. The people following these influencers are they so stupid that they think this is the real life of this influencer? Like, well, do so they think, thing that oh, I, how romantic they're going, he's going to propose to her. And they don't realize like, this is all a crass money grab. Like are people I that dumb? So. I, I think, I think they're, they're typically young. They're typically like teenagers. So they just don't have like BS detectors that have been trained yet. So yeah. And that's the thing. The cardinal sin that you can commit as an influencer is, not being authentic or not appearing authentic anyway. I mean, there were some folks who were talking about this and uh, I thought their analysis was good, which is basically that um, influencers on Instagram are basically just a new repackaged form of reality TV. Like it's not actually real, but it seems that way. And everyone Except is very for it's like not entertaining. That's the thing. I mean, I don't know, well, but I, it is for some. Is it because they they can live vicariously, right? Like you have all these people who live in fancy places. They go travel, you know, the world like they go from the Hamp- New York to the Hamptons to Miami to Paris in a week. So, yeah, but where's the conflict? Like, there's got to be some sort of I don't I mean, I guess. Well, I guess I'm wrong because on. they I, they are. There's Obviously there's always some money. drama going on, but then it also is meant to portray a perfect lifestyle where there is, you know, there's no problems. Everything's just perfect. <gasps> you know, they have I lots of so live, laugh, of love this. decor. And uh, <laughs> right. Oh, but then there was another um, influencer. Uh oh, that happened, which was that um, an influencer couple admitted that their mom pays for their trips. Um, basically, this is an influencer couple from Germany. Um, and they revealed that their globetrotting lifestyle is financed mostly by um, the guy in the couple's mom who works two jobs. Um, and the thing is, so they 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 basically made a GoFundMe so that they can go to Africa. Um, and uh, in the process, they apparently posted about it on their personal Facebooks. And uh, one of them said, you know... Um, they don't work and they fund their trips thanks to the guy's mom who works two jobs. And the quote um, of the now deleted post is, some will tell us to get jobs like everyone else and stop begging, but when you have the impact we do on others' lives, getting a job is not an option. We could model and make fast money, but we don't want to advertise consumerism. A normal job at this point would be detrimental. And then it, the article notes that the bio on the Instagram profile includes uh, you know, a little arrow pointing to an envelope modeling, seeming to indicate that people should message them for modeling opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and as someone commented these... on the GoFundMe and said, I want to donate to help your poor mother go on vacation instead of you two douchebags. Why? How? I mean, this is the thing is that these these are the people... I guarantee there's some like Gary Vaynerchuk talk somewhere where oh, yeah. he used this couple as like an example of hustle. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, right. These are the people that all that all the, all these folks tell you to like, look at that. You know, they're not like you lazy entitled millenniums. They're out there hustling and making their money. You know, yeah. well, they're living off of their mom's 
Right. Well, and this is the kind of thing too, you know, like we've talked about with the financial self-help stuff mm-hmm. and there's articles that's like, you know, here's how such and so, you know, millennial um saved up $200,000 or whatever and then you read the article and it's like, "Oh, her mom bought her a condo and all this other stuff." And it's like, this is not <laughs> this is not real. This is you can't actually like this isn't advice. You can't actualize. You can't like yeah action. This is not actionable. That's what I'm saying. Right. This doesn't apply to anyone apart from you. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's okay. they have impact on other people's lives, which is apparently by posting artsy photos. And also, this guy is quite literally covered in tattoos. It's it's a lot. It's, it, he looks like he like he's busted out of Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking speaking of busting out. Oh no. Uh I mean I don't know what maybe I, I that think that was a bad segue. We're supposed <laughs> I mean, you want people to get out. Mm. There's these there's these I don't know what the the correct term for these things are, but they're well that's they're, been under dispute and that they're basically these um like hyper compacted w- with a with a populace based on right their so, ethnicity right and so they're, what, they're kind of what, what ice has been into... doing has it's been collecting people yeah uh, large amounts of people into a small space concentrating them you might say right um into these facilities which are sort of you know they're kind of makeshift so they're really just sort of camps yeah and those so are called you know, Detention. Centers. Oh, right. Yes. De- yeah. Um, detention centers, holding areas. Um, but one thing you should absolutely not do, and I cannot emphasize this strongly enough, do not call them concentration camps uh, because that's bad and that disrespects history or something like that. But we should debate our plans. Right. So um, this was the thing AOC referred to ICE concentration camps as concentration camps. And almost immediately, people were on Twitter, mostly conservatives, who were like, "How dare you? How dare you? This Honestly, is anti-Semitic. You? Um, you know, this is disrespectful uh, about the Holocaust or whatever. These aren't concentration camps and all this stuff. And you need to read your history." And then there were equally people who were like, "This is literally, literally the definition of a concentration camp, which is not a phenomenon specific to the Holocaust." Uh, the U.S. has had concentration camps in the past, apart from currently having them and all this stuff. Um, but my hot take is that they're just trying to weaponize political correctness against, you know, leftists here to basically distract us from actually doing anything about it. Yeah, they've seen they've seen how you know they've been uh, derailed by arguments about political correctness and they misinterpret why they were derailed because they think it was like um political correctness is this silver bullet like uh it's our cheat code it's a cheat code yeah it's there you can't say that politics game genie (laughs) and they they don't understand that like no it's because of the substance it's because you said something that was actually hurtful and that like people actually don't like yeah but right. the thing is, like, they get they 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 they're they are they they're dumb about that because it's not true. But they are smart about 
getting getting people tied up in these stupid pedantic semantics arguments yeah yeah because they know that there's like that there's like hardly any solidarity on the other side of the aisle that like and they know the thing is they don't want us to say that they're concentration camps because that is a true and accurate description of what they are and it's a powerful evocative description of what they are so they don't if we keep calling them concentration camps, they might have to actually think about that for a moment. But and... what was really what's really dumb was to see like how many people fell for it. And yeah. like, I feel like bad people. for him because I think he's a he's a I think he's one of the better good speech guys. Yeah. Like I, I generally like Mr. Christopher Hayes. Mm-hmm. He's he's like the boy professor. Right. He, he, but he. He he, he did he did a lot of tweeting on this. He kind of tweeted yeah. through it, um, but and he, he said, got it wrong. And heaven help him for getting it wrong on the internet. He's become right. the prime example. I feel bad for him, but it yeah. is a pretty good example. So right. So he said concentration camp is an extremely charged term, and I get why many people are in good faith uncomfortable with its application. So let's just call them detention camps and focus on what's happening in them. And he said it's, it's because like, no, oh, you know, because of Godwin's law, which is. You lose an argument if you're the one who uses Nazis as an example because you're taking it to the extreme. But then Godwin That's, was like, no, this is concentration camp. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it is an extremely charged term because this is an extremely charged issue. Yeah, yeah. it's a <laughs> big literally deal. Locking people up in concentration camps and instead of doing anything about it, everyone's just been arguing about what we should call them. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe the maybe the folks on the right would prefer if we called them ghettos. <laughs> yeah, like, I uh, don't the know. famous ones in Warsaw or <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. The thing is it's like I I made a I made a huge mistake a, a few months ago by by reading like several books on fascism like it's like, well, what is fascism? Let me read like the books on fascism, you know. So I mm-hmm. read them all. Mein and I was, I was, I was thinking not by fascists, <laughs> about fascists. <laughs> There's a very important distinction. <laughs> uh, and I was just thinking, you know, we got him. <laughs> this Hitler guy has has some good ideas, you know. Right. Give him some credit. He d- yes, he he said some bad things, but give him some credit, you know. <laughs> credit where credit's due. <sighs> I'm I want to be clear. Canceled. That Great. is a I'm joke. Gonna, if I wasn't already canceled. <laughs> that that is a joke. Aaron is not in any sense serious. I am definitely not. But the thing I am serious about is the fact that I thought these books were gonna like sort of calm me down and be like, mm. okay, let me give me some perspective about fascism that I'm overreacting. My my concerns are a little bit overdone and it was like oh no, no it was like no. reading a detailed list of everything that is occurring at this very moment You're like this is a checklist and all yeah. of these boxes are already ticked <laughs> this is very bad very very bad and one of the i i said on twitter the other day like the key one of the keystones of fascisms is playing off ignorant conservative people who aren't mm-hmm. like you know they're like generally good decent people who like aren't knowingly participating in in things like they're they're not trying to directly harm anybody they're just trying to live their own life you know what i mean just your average everyday kind of person who happens to be like on the conservative side of the political spectrum that that like fascists will play them off against liberals who are like naive Mm -hmm. by by like amplifying these bad faith arguments that they know 
the conservatives will just accept because it 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 kind of jibes with their worldview right and even and well, they know that they yeah. won't examine them that much and then they know that once liberals hear that they'll spin out of control right it's <laughs> all of these arguments are bad huge faith. thing this huge fight and then they're like all right well now i can go about my business while everyone's distracted this this is the thing this is this is the the tactic is they basically delib they pretend to deliberate you know they deliberately pretend to misunderstand you yeah. know and you go well no they are concentration camps and they go no uh, no no they're no uh uh i and don't people on the sidelines think that they're how can this guy not understand or like right and they're well, just yeah, like maybe he has it's a point. like you're not listening to logic and reason and it's like well no they know that they're they know they're doing it deliberately and you're not going to change their mind because that's the whole point. They, they don't right. the answer is something called science. Yeah. This is how they work. It's just, it's just bad faith. You shouldn't argue with people who are beginning from a point of bad faith. Cause you're not going to accomplish anything. Or if the, the, are the, like the whole premise is just so blindingly stupid. Like mm -hmm. don't dumb yourself down. I think the tendency is to think well, the thing is, well, they can't be that people, dumb. So obviously, no, no, they can be that dumb. The argument yeah. can't be that bad. Uh, avoid it. Well, well, but this is my point, too, is that the argument may seem very stupid, but that's kind of the point. The, the people making the argument aren't actually that dumb. But right. if they get you to think that th that they are, then you'll just waste a lot of time. You yeah. Know. And then they get they just build more concentration camps. Right. They just get us spinning their wheels while they go, I don't know, uh, write up plans about how to do airstrikes to Iran. Oh, hey, wait, Stuff let's like check that. in. It's been a little while. Oh, like, <laughs> let's go back to our let's put a pause here. Let's see. war with Iran. Oh, no, look, it's saved in my. Oh, great. Lovely. <laughs> no. OK, we're still good. OK, good. Um, what would I, what would you think, Aaron, if I told you that there exists things that you may not understand? <laughs> well, that wouldn't be the first time. I'll tell right. you that much. Yeah. So this, this, this is, uh, this has been sticking into my craw today. Mm. I saw this tweet. What is um, a craw? Oh, it's like your side. Hurt. You know, it's like a thorn in a thorn upon your side kind of thing. I mean, I know what the idiom means, but I like literally a craw. Uh, it's hmm. it, whoa. It's a it's a thin-walled expanded portion of the alimentary tract used for the storage of food prior to digestion. It's like a it's like So a this is like getting something stuck in your throat. <laughs> it's found I didn't in birds an and invertebrate thing. animals. <laughs> T-I-L. Huh. See, this huh. is the kind of knowledge that we provide you here, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, see, that's the whole the whole premise of the show helps because uh yeah, we're, we didn't we're neither of us knew that, and now we did. And we were willing to acknowledge it publicly instead of instead of just pretending that we knew. Yeah. This is how you learn. This is this we've we've now provided you a model. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now um, go on. What were we talking about? So this was a tweet. Um th there was a um an app, I guess, featured in the uh, the uh, iPhone App Store today. That's how to build a lasting relationship, and it's an app. Um, I think it's called Lasting or whatever. Anyway, they put some screenshots in it, and it's an app that basically lets you set reminders um, for, like, you know, an example is 
remind me to express appreciation for my partner at 8 a.m. Remind me to text a message that makes my partner smile at 12 p.m. Remind me to ask about my partner's day and catch up at 6 p.m. And the guy posted this and he just said, wow, which is uh, not a great thing to say in context without context. More context. Yeah, like, wow, it's wow, unclear it's whether like you... It's even worse than yikes. <laughs> right. Because it's like, well, do you like it or not? And um, the sad thing is that I saw this being retweeted almost immediately, like in a, in a, like a, oh, can you believe that people need an app that tells them to text their partners or whatever? And I was like, I was like, yes, I, oh, I can man. believe that because that would be useful to me. It's, <laughs> I, I'm not the kind of person. Like, those are things that I have to remind myself about. Like, I had yeah. to learn that it was polite to say thank you to like, you know, the person that takes your order at Wendy's or whatever. That's not something that comes naturally to me. And mm -hmm. so people were being uh, crappy about this on Twitter. It just makes me sad. But then now the tide seems to have turned. Um, and there was a good reply. And the guy says, I'm going to be very wet blanket here, but this actually seems helpful to people who have trouble expressing their emotions appropriately while taking the burden off the more emotionally intelligent partner. I bet a lot of therapists would really like this. And then people sort of piled onto that and said, like, yes, exactly. That's Here's the, the thing. Point. The whole premise of, like, this uh, this debate here is, honestly, how dare they try? Right. What, well, I mean, they don't. Yeah. Where it's do like, they get off trying to be a good person? Well, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, honestly, if this stuff doesn't just, you know, if this stuff just isn't in your mind, you, you don't think to do this already then you should just not even bother. Which is very dehumanizing. But that was literally, so, someone's tweet was like, you know, does it come with uh, links to a divorce lawyer for when you, a after you install this or whatever? I mean, you know, it's like, I can't, there were a lot of tweets that were like, I can't believe that people need this. And it's like, well, that's great. But it's not for you. You know, like, it's not for you. Yeah, I, I think like, our, I could understand an instance where someone finds out that they're like, Oh, my relationship's been really good lately. Like my partner's been really nice. And then they find out it's because of an app. Mm -hmm. And I, I assume there's some people whose reaction would be, but you should want to do these things on your own. But right. But th it's not, that's up to them. Rarely, like, that's a I really don't think that the majority of the people using these apps would be sociopaths who are like, oh, I'm just doing it to make you happy, right? They're, they'd say, well, no, I'm making an effort and this is helping me, you know, build habits. Right. So. I don't know. I just like, I just, how dare, how dare they, Order! how dare they try? <laughs> That's the worst yeah. thing you can do on the internet. Right. If you're not normal, uh, just be normal. Honestly, yeah. or, or just ever, or just go away. Have you ever thought of just like not? Yeah. My state was a slave state. Whoa, where did oh. that come from? Uh oh. Better than anybody else. Well, okay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Joe Biden hmm. Uh, has been on a tear. Oh well, yeah. Look, welcome, welcome to the Biden zone. Hang on, let me just cue yes. up his uh, campaign yes. theme song here. Honestly, there's no better campaign theme song for <laughs> Joe Biden than the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, like, honestly, 
I I have to be careful uh, reading my timeline mm-hmm. because there's so much roasting going on that I could singe oh, my I eyebrows mean, reading yeah, my timeline. This is boy. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like the finest pig roast. Boy, <laughs> Biden uh, had a had a cool uh, campaign fundraising dinner. Um, I believe at the Skull and Bones Society, from what I'm reading. I don't oh, know. Oh, right. Yeah, that kind was, of, yeah. You know, one of those oh. elitist, coastal elitist. But, what was, but what's that owl? Actually, the one with the owl? The the the, oh. grow, the thing in San Francisco area? What is that? I don't um, know. Some sort of owl. Bohemian Grove? Bohemian Grove. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was talking to uh, elite donors. Um, and this is the thing. You should not... I'm surprised that politicians have not learned this already, that if you go and talk to elite donors, you know, privately, what does that say about the rest of your donors? Yeah, it it (laughs) will get out. People will take all the stupid things you say to them and publish it. That's how it works. He said, truth of the matter is, you all know, you all know in your gut what has to be done. We can disagree on the margins, but the truth of the matter is it's with it's all within our wheelhouse and nobody has to be punished and no one's standard of living would change. Nothing would fundamentally change. So yep. uh, with, with Obama, you got hope and change. With Biden, right. you get nothing will change. Yeah. <laughs> Rad. I'm, I'm now team Biden. Uh, change is scary and I don't like it. I mean, speaking of change, mm. are we at war with Iran? <laughs> just wanted to check. It's just on my mind. Okay, we're still not at war with Iran, so mm. that won't change under Biden. We'll still always constantly be living in a constant fear of <laughs> going to war in right. the Middle East. I do love this article because it's sprinkled with little bits in between, like. So at the end, yeah, when you have income inequality as large as we have in the United States today, it brews and ferments political discord and basic revolution, Biden said. And perhaps hinting at President Donald Trump, he continued, it allows demagogues to step in and blame what's wrong in voters lives on the other. You're not the other, Biden told the assembled group, comma, most of whom were wearing suits. (laughs) Yes. And he says, I need you very badly. And, uh, badly. that's where we're at uh, biden is the candidate of the super rich <laughs> he's, the, he's i need you very badly i need you very badly yeah he's the i mean he's the quintessential dnc candidate and wait wait maybe it was more like i need you very badly <laughs> no i reject that get that out of here <laughs> okay so it was more like I need you very badly. <laughs> I need you very badly. <laughs> I I need you very badly. Yes, yes, Just, yes, yes. I love that one. Yes. I get that every time. Do you it's understand that? Exactly the perfect amounts of yes. Like you think it's the last yes, and it's not. There's always right, you're one. like. You're like, surely he's yes. gone. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. You think he's finished? He's not finished. Yeah. So, <laughs> Biden, yeah. I, you know, I'm starting to think that he might not be a very good candidate. <laughs> 
Speaking uh, we of have an announcement. Good candidates. <laughs> we have an announcement. You know, last week we founded the uh, the council at the Institute of the Center for Politics and Society. Yeah, I think yeah, I've yeah. gotten that right. If I didn't, then the name has been changed effective immediately. Um, and we did get some people asking if they could donate. Um, and I did say that we would accept WooloCoin. However, I now must announce that WooloCoin has been acquired by Facebook and is shut down effective immediately. And all your wow. Wulu coins are worthless and there is no uh, recompense for you. Um, we uh, what happened is that Wulu coin was acquired by Facebook as part of Libra, which is their new cryptocurrency, um, because definitely a thing that Facebook needed to spend time on was making a cryptocurrency. We're just as disappointed as you are that this was taken out of our hands. Yeah. Um, there was there's literally nothing we could do. Just accept the money and walk away. Yeah, they did offer us quite a lot of Libra for Wulu coin. Um, I'm not at liberty to say how much, but it's between three and four Libras. Which at current, <laughs> at current market rates is equal to who knows what. <laughs> who knows how many Wulu coins and Bitcoins it's worth. Yeah. It's all Andrew, funny money. I want you to explain something to me. Go ahead, sir. You had a question. Uh, what are the, what's the, what's, uh, what's up with these wife guys? Yeah. So, um, I think you, you admitted to me, uh, before we started the show that you were not generally familiar with the concept of the wife guy. I, I mean, maybe I am. I'm just not familiar with the term here. Okay. So are you familiar with the curvy wife guy? Oh boy. Yes. Yeah. So he's the yes. guy who kind of kickstarted this trend. Um, okay. Yeah. So he's the guy who made a, a very brave, bold Instagram post uh, two years ago now mm -hmm. um, that he, he loves his curvy wife. Um, yeah, with, you know, which was it's very brave admitting that, you know, you like your wife. So brave. Um, I can't believe he uh, likes his ugly, gross wife. That's so great. Been some slightly <laughs> cringy updates to like, that. That's, OK, but like, can we talk about like, the premise of that thing is I love my wife, even though she's gross. Right. Yeah. Because it's, like it's, you don't need to mention she's curvy. You don't right. need to. <laughs> it's performative wokeness, basically. Yeah, it's so, very weird. It's so, but it's like by doing it, he's admitting that he thinks that that he thinks that somewhere deep down, mm -hmm. or that he is just maybe he's just aware of it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, this is uh, it's it's arguably it's another kind of influencer brain worms kind of thing. Um, <laughs> so there was dumb. some slightly cringy follow up, which is that they announced that they're pregnant, and announcing that his wife. Um, said something about um uh, where was it oh no it, it was him actually um it fills me with pure joy to announce that my wife is now a sacred vessel carrying my seed the heir of the trip name creating life in her beautiful soft increasingly round tummy this guy just he just loves his wife so much just, uh, my wife it's so creepy because like here's the thing like all body shapes and sizes and things deserve it. Uh, like women of any shape and size deserve like respect and dignity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you should just like, you should just treat people like people. I know that's crazy. Yeah. But like, it, it, not, <laughs> it should not matter that much that your wife is curvy. 
Yeah, or not curvy, or right. and and <laughs> just like commoditizing it. It's so gross. And but anyway, then, like, this... he's now he's commoditizing her womb. Yeah, right. No, yeah, she's a sacred vessel. <sighs> so, love. To but anyway, there's this vessel. article in the New York Times that is the age of the internet wife guy, and it quickly recaps um the the curvy wife guy, and then says along the way he created something bigger than himself. He is pioneering a whole new ethnographic group, one at the center of a deeply ambivalent state of heterosexual coupling in America: wife guys. A wife guy is not just a husband. He is a man who has risen to prominence online by posting content about his wife. Uh, so there was the curvy wife guy. Then there was the elf wife guy. Um, the elf there wife? was the fake wife guy. Oh, and there was the cliff wife guy. So those are the four canonical wife guys that we've had so far. I'm so confused. I, it finally happened. I, right. This is like a yes, this yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so so Whatever. the curvy wife guy you so, know about the elf. I, I wife know the guy. elf wife guy was the wife he cheated on his wife, right? Right. Who was an okay. elf cosplayer? They're YouTubers or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I know right. about them. Um, the fake wife guy. This was a man who pretended that he was his wife online. <laughs> so wait, did he create a a, a wife? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he made a Twitter account and pretended to be his that? own wife, basically. Uh, yeah. That would people have so go on the internet and tell lies me. all the time. You know how many people I could have got to just leave me alone? Yeah, I know, Aaron, right? You're going to settle yeah. down, Aaron. Are you dating anybody, Aaron? Um, uh, go to my wife's then, Instagram. And then there was the Cliff Wife guy. Now, what? what's this? Cliff, so this was... Like cliff um, bars? Like a fitness gym? No, no, no. This was uh, uh, a guy, a YouTuber made a video describing what he called a traumatic near-death experience watching his wife fall off a cliff. <laughs> um, okay, she was fine. I, I think I she did was hear fine, about but the that. the way that you yeah the way that you take you know like a rather intense moment and then you know contentize it for YouTube that mostly happened to someone else right like right they were the person falling off the cliff it, it spawned it spawned a bunch of memes someone took the please my wife ma- meme and said please oh, my okay, wife okay, she okay. fell off a cliff <laughs> and then someone welcome to wife quest choose your class curvy cliff elf <laughs> Borat voice my. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. So, um, so those were the sort of four canonical wife guys that we had so gotcha. far. But now this is a phenomenon that is spreading um you know far and wide at this point. Um and the article points out that Drill has actually been making lots of wife related tweets for a while now. Uh-huh. Um tweets like if this post gets five thousand likes, my wife will give me back my inhaler. <laughs> 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 And someone on here just called me a cuck because my wife won't let me buy a harp. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he so good? I... Annoying. <laughs> All of these Why? tweets are so good. And then this, of course, dovetails with the my wife phenomenon. Because that, you know, I, that goes, yeah. It, you know, because you can insert that in all of this wife content. You know, you can just whenever someone says that they love their wife, you just think my wife, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. um. Then there's comedian Rob Delaney who has made some wife-related tweets as a joke. So he's, you know, tweets like "just hastily carved this wooden ram to notify my wife that I'm horny." <laughs> and then at one point he just tweeted, "I love my wife." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how things like that are like. So what? If in context, it all makes right. sense. <laughs> but this has broken into the political mainstream now. Um, 
and there's an article on the Washington Post called The Wife Guys of the 2020 Presidential Race. Um, because is Beto in there? Beto Dorky? Yes, you better believe he's in there. Um, Go, let me click through here. Yeah, so there's this tweet by Kelly uh, Weil, which collects all of these. I guess this was a um, thing that the New York Times... Was this the New York Times or the... Washington Post or something? No, this is Washington Post. So they asked, you know, they asked like all the Democratic primary candidates questions. Uh Who's your personal hero? And a lot of the white men responded that their personal hero was their wife. Yeah. They're all wife guys. They're all, oh man, Beto's my wife. The picture next to Beto's personal hero's wife. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You can tell he's really thinking about his wife in that picture. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil it, but you know, if you're listening to this podcast in your car, please pull over, get out your phone, hit the show notes, look at this link, and go to the picture of Beto O'Rourke. Tell me he's not thinking about his wife in that picture. Yep. My (laughs) wife. He's not. (laughs) My wife. Well, yeah, so, you know, all the white men running for president are white guys. I mean, like, shouldn't it just be assumed that you like that you think your wife is pretty great? I would think so, right? Like, do you really need to, (laughs) like, they seem to think that it is both woke and notable that they love their wife and they need to, you know, loudly tell everyone. Now it's now it's like a let's get into some game theory here, like. You want you, you want to what you want to be the guy who doesn't mention his wife? Why? You yeah. want to be that I guy? Mean, I'm no. waiting for the cross section, you know, the intersection of good speech guys and wife guys, because soon we'll have good wife speech guys. Whoa! I know. Good wife speech. Whoa! I know. It's going to be a thing. Mark well, my words. The only. The only. I mean my mind is fully blown i'm i'm almost having trouble taking all of this in if i'm quite honest and so i think that's probably a good point at which we can uh leave this show except for i just wanted to ask you about your sofa it's been a few weeks on my sofa yeah how's your sofa you know what we don't have wives you know i i can i can i say something very brave here yes I love my curvy sofa. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing